I'm Joe Dante. Legendary director Joe Dante. And I'm Josh Olson. Oscar-nominated screenwriter Josh Olson. And nobody loves movies as much as we do. Nobody's sane. And we have a podcast. Each episode, we track down other filmmakers, comedians, rock stars, authors, and artists, and talk to them about movies. But not about their movies. Everybody does that. We talk to them about the movies they love and the movies that have, well... Made them who they are. Which is why we call our show The Movies That Made Me. From legendary giants to this year's Oscar winners. We know them all and we've seen them all. So check out The Movies That Made Me, the movie lovers podcast. Available everywhere you find good podcasts. Well, actually, it's, a, it's available wherever you find podcasts, even the bad ones. But ours is really good. That's the idea. Light the fuse. Well, this is not mission difficult, Mr. Hunt. It's mission impossible. Difficult should be a walk in the park for you. Uh, it's all got to do with the rabbit's foot. Please don't make me go through you. Sir, Hunt is the living manifestation of destiny, and he has made you his mission. Kittredge, you've never seen me very upset. And you really think we can do this? We're going to do it. to light the fuse the official mission impossible podcast i am drew taylor joined as always by the vivacious the intellectually curious the absolutely astoundingly talented charles said how you doing charles i am fantastic drew this is uh man thank you for that intro by the way also you're really a good guy too thanks uh i am just so excited this is like i can't believe that this happened this is so amazing this is like a mount rushmore for us a mount rushmore interview we 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 knocked off the list now wouldn't you say yeah yeah i would say so i say we need to start start chiseling a new face up there because yeah (laughs) he is he's no longer one of the people we need to talk to charles is referring of course to the one the only the legendary John Woo. John Woo. We went to his office uh, and sat down with him for over an hour having this conversation, mostly about Mission Impossible 2, but about his about other parts of his career as well. And it's just, I, I don't know if, has anyone talked to him this extensively about Mission Impossible 2 before? I mean, I, I can't imagine they have. I don't think so. I think he was very generous with his time. He was sort of like, not super into talking at length and then we ended up talking to him for about 30 minutes longer than we were supposed to so that was pretty amazing yeah he was very generous with his time he was very generous with his anecdotes and yeah i don't think anyone's ever talked to him about mission impossible for this long he was in town uh promoting his movie which is called silent night that's in theaters now and is a movie that charles and i really really loved um, and he's going off to Europe very soon to finish the remake of The Killer. So he was in town for a brief moment, and we got to talk to him in that moment, and it was just very special. To yes. Us. So yeah. And you all, you all should go out and see Silent Night. We talk about it a little bit this week, and we talk about it a little bit next week. This is a two-part interview, and uh, you, you just have to go out and see this movie. It's so unique. It's uh, it, it wasn't until. 
you know, in the middle, probably about like 10 minutes into the movie that I was like, oh, I forgot how much I missed John Woo's action. It's just so visceral and emotional. And uh, yeah, it's just what a special movie. It's really, really interesting. I mean, it's really kind of no dialogue, which is really cool to hear him talk about why he wanted to do that uh, and, and everything. So yeah, it's just a, a movie you got to go see in the theater. Uh, it's very cool. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else there is to say other than <laughs> you got to you got to hear us talk to John Woo. This is something special. <laughs> well, I will I will say that if you're looking to revisit Mission Impossible Two, along with the other first six Mission Impossible movies, that you can do that right now, Charles, on Paramount Plus, and that uh, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning is actually available right now on digital as well as DVD. Blu-ray and 4K HD. So, yeah, why not revisit Wu's amazing entry in the franchise? And, um, yeah, let's get into it, Charles. Let's do it. Well, we want to say it's an honor to meet you. We've been trying to get you for years, and now we've finally... We're finally here. We're finally here. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's an honor on me. Yeah. Uh, so I have to apologize because I've been so busy. I'm so busy on. Yeah. We are going to go back to Paris to continue uh, shooting my new movie. So, so I. Uh, and this is the killer. So, 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 so that's why I, I didn't get time to do this for you. Yeah, no, no problem. Worth the wait. Yeah, well, you've got a new movie coming out this week, which we saw and we loved. Thank you. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. <laughs> what, was, what was it like coming back and, and doing another Western? We shot in Mexico, right? Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. was that like? Uh, it was okay. Uh, you know, uh, as an um, independent film, you know, everything uh, it was so tight. You know, you know there's time and money, you know, and it's very, very tight. And uh, we only got 38 shooting days. And then, but the crew is so great, you know. We have the great American crew and the great Mexican uh, people, you know. They're all very passionate, and and they all give their best for the movies. Yeah. And the food was good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I found the Mexican people is very, very nice. Yeah. Very clever and, 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 and hardworking people. Yeah. I mean, what, if you shot for 38 days, how, how much did you have to shoot for Mission Impossible 2? I guess uh, we have 150 days, you know, and at least over 100. You know, I, I, I don't remember because uh, uh, from the beginning to the end, uh, we, we were staying in Sydney for eight months. Yeah. For eight months, uh, you know, the longest shooting period uh, in my whole life. You know, so, but... Uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy it, you know, because I um, uh, I really enjoy working with Tom Cruise and uh, all of the people. I've got a very pro- very professional team, uh, the great DP, and the, especially with the great stunt group. Uh, I have so much admire for stunt people in this movie. And, uh, of course, um, before we start shooting, I have heard so many rumors, you know, the, the, uh, uh, some people might say, you know, me and Tom, you know, have a different style, and, uh, you know, it, it is different people, you know. Maybe we'll have 
a lot of conflict. You know, I maybe John will leave uh, uh, before the movie starts, but actually it's not. You know, and, and naturally we work together so well. The other thing I find, Tom Cruise is a brilliant producer and is a super clever and super, super hard-working person uh, in the world. You know, that's what I think. So, like, a, like a, when we were discussing about the, uh, the, the script, you know, and then, you know, our story, you know, our story is, uh, was about the chemical uh, weapon, you know, kind of thing. Something horrible uh, experiment, you know, just something like that. So, while we were in a meeting, and, and then he, and he put a, a stack of, you know, uh, research, you know, about the, uh, more than two and a half feet high, you know, that all, all, all research. <laughs> and then he was talking about, okay, uh, in 1937, uh, the Japanese, uh, you know, uh, are using the Chinese as a human for the uh, uh, experiment, you know, for the, for the chemical, uh, you know, uh, weapon. You know, I was shocked. <laughs> How could he know that? <laughs> okay, no, about the 1937, the World War II, you know, uh, in China. So uh, I was so shocked. And, uh, oh, oh, this guy do a lot more homework than I do. You know? <laughs> so I, um, so I, I, I was very impressed. And then uh, he, he talked about, you know, the idea of the uh, script. And then, uh, so the first thing I uh, admire him, admire him is, is really work hard for his work, you know, and, uh, and for very detailed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you came on, Oliver Stone had done a, had worked on a version of the movie. Did you look at that version at all? Or did you guys start off from scratch with, with the, uh, Robert Town? So, uh, no, we start from zero. And okay. I, I have never, I, I, I read the Oliver Stone version or any director's version because, uh, when, they, when the first time I met Tom in London, I asked him, why me, you know? And he said, you know, and, uh, he wanted to, to work with a different, uh, you know, work with a different director, uh, try to get a different uh, style of every episode. Yeah. Every episode, you know, uh, yeah. each episode with a, a different style. So, and he loved my style. And he wanted to make uh, some changes and also uh, wanted to try something new. And actually, I must say, there there are a lot of uh, crazy action or dangerous, risky, you know, uh, action part. It was really the first time for for Tom Cruise to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I must say that, you know, a lot of uh, great action was all start from... uh, uh, MI2. Yeah. Anyway, so when uh, when the first time I met him, you know, he was he was uh, very humble and uh, respectful, you know. And then uh, we uh, actually we respect each other, and uh, we, uh, we didn't have any arguing or something or any um, unhappy thing, you know, happened to us. And then, the, uh, and then I feel all the paparazzi and uh, you know some of the people they are wasting their time. You know, they they always, 
you know, the the spent of time, you know, following both of us, you know, and then the, you know, sneaking, sneaking in and trying to take some photo and try to get a moment we are arguing or we are, you know, uh, fighting, you know, something like that, or even uh, they try to get me to get angry or whatever. <laughs> never happened. <laughs> they couldn't get it. <laughs> never, never happened. You know, I uh, uh, actually, Tom is a pretty uh, humble guy. I must say, you know, uh, I maybe I'm uh, old enough to be, his, uh, you know, like a father figure. You know, so he gave me a lot of great respect, and uh, maybe sometimes he may be a little too. Um, Demanding, demanding for you know for something, you know, but it always was a for a good reason, you know. He was not trying to uh, prove something. He's not trying to you know show. He's not trying to show his uh, his power, his superpower, you know, like like that, you know. Uh, Before he got any uh, decision or or have any thinking, you know, he usually will ask me first. He, he, you know, and led me to make the last decision. So he was great, you know, and then, uh, and I think he got so much confidence and he know I will will make him look good. Yeah. You know, because as a director, you know, I, I think, uh, the most important job is uh, how to make your actor look great on the screen. That's what I always do, and and this is uh, what I believe uh, uh, in the business. You know, so so every move I make, you know, I, I always try to find a a better angle or or, or better uh, design, or even though the uh, the best action uh, moment for our. Uh, character and to make him look look great, look beautiful, uh, or look uh, heroic. You know, just that's that I always do. You know, so <clears throat> oh, do I talk too much? Or no, 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 no. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> but I mean, we are obsessed with his hair in this movie. Speaking of looking beautiful, yeah. what did you think when you first saw him with that long? Was that your idea? Where did that come from? I think the idea came from both of us. Okay. First, first of all, I think how to make Tom Cruise look different. You know, the first idea was uh, I wanted to make him uh, look like or behave like uh, the younger version of Gary Grant. Oh, so because I'm 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 so fascinated about the old time movies. I I, I love Gary Grant, and I also uh, took. Uh, North and Northwest, uh, uh, you know, every Hitchcock movie, North and Northwest, as a reference. And I, I, I did intend uh, to, to make Tom Cruise always have been chased, you know, just, just like Gary Grant running on the, uh, running on the field and, uh, and the, uh, this airplane, you know, yeah. you know, trying to crash on him and chasing him, you know. And, and by the meantime, he's so elegant, like a gentleman, you know. And then I and I want him to look like that, you know. So uh, uh, and then uh, uh, Tom and I uh, and he know I love slow motion. So I think uh, if he got a long hair, 
uh, uh, to doing the action. Like uh, when he's spinning around and and diving in the air with two guns, I think uh, the hair will uh, blow by the wind. We look uh, very handsome and very you know young and and full of a lot of great energy and charming. Yeah, uh, the charm is more important. So and he loved the idea. So every shot, you know, he has spent a lot of time to fixing his hair. <laughs> <laughs> We love it. You know, you know, the, uh, and then uh, the uh, so, and then we were so happy. He, you know, he can create a kind of new look. You know, for a film. And then the, and by the meantime, since we have a lot of a motorcycle chase, the motorcycle chasing, I will, uh, you know. Thinking, you know, try to make it like a modern western, you know, like everybody on a horseback and chasing each other and shooting each other on a horseback, you know. And by the meantime, you know, he he drives the motorcycle by himself, you know. And then uh, when he, when he's fast speed and his hair blowing <laughs> the wind, <laughs> look really, really. Uh, heroic and and beautiful, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's uh, my uh, part of my job, you know. I always like to make my uh, my star look uh, handsome and charming and emotion as well. Yeah. So while he, while we are sitting, you know, he and uh, Danny Newton, you know, they. Uh, uh, He loved it at the first sight, you know, that the scene uh, in the bathtub or something like that. Yeah, it looked pretty um, uh, funny and uh, you know, and but elegant. Yeah. yeah. So and then that is how we work. We'll be back with more from John Wu after the break. Hi, I'm Joe Dante, legendary director Joe Dante, and I'm Josh Olson, Oscar-nominated screenwriter Josh Olson. And nobody loves movies as much as we do. Nobody's sane. And we have a podcast. Each episode, we track down other filmmakers, comedians, rock stars, authors, and artists, and talk to them about movies. But not about their movies. Everybody does that. We talk to them about the movies they love and the movies that have well made them who they are. Which is why we call our show "The Movies That Made Me." From legendary giants to this year's Oscar winners, we know them all, and we've seen them all. So check out the movies that made me the movie lovers podcast. Available everywhere you find good podcasts. Well, actually, it's, a, it's available wherever you find podcasts, even the bad ones. But ours is really good. That's the idea. The other thing I find that the good thing about Tom. He's so much concerned about his uh, audience. I think he got a very strong love with his uh, audience, and he had never liked to cheat his audience. He liked always like the real thing to touch the audience or to give uh, the audience a lot more of a uh, enjoyment. And then, like a in a movie. There were ninety-nine percent of the stunt; it all done by himself. You know, he had never cared about that. It's the most dangerous stunt, or or any uh, you know thing he could be get hurt, but he could never care. You know, he always wanted to do it by himself. And I was curious. I asked him 
Okay, uh, there's a lot of big stars, you know, they're all using the stand-double, you know, it's the audience, they, they all can uh, accept it, and, and, and they, they have no, uh, no any bad feeling about it, you know, it's a, it's a very usual, you know, thing to do, you know, but he said no, uh, he said that the audience is very clever. They could recognize uh, is it me or the stand up, you know, because no matter the stand up, uh, you know how great they are, you know, but the audience still can find there's something different from each other. They will know that is the show was done by the stand up, you know, and and I didn't like to see it happen, you know, and and I wanted to see uh, even though it's a back shot, the audience guy could tell uh, the two. Uh, we have a, a very different body movement. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, even he was so detailed. You know, so I don't mind uh, the camera on my back. You know, I can do it. You know, that thing. You know. Oh, I, I, that made me so much admire him. You know, and uh, uh, he just never wanted to make his uh, audience feel disappointed. Yeah, right. But one thing you know, we have, we really have to argue you know, for a long time, you know, so that like uh, the the rock climbing scene, <laughs> the very famous rock climbing scene. Yes. And uh, and the scene had made my made my heart beat, you know, fast <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and uh, normally, you know, fast. You know, so I was so scared in the scene. You know, and I also was so angry about it while we were shooting the scene. Okay, uh, uh, and then uh, on a location, you know, and uh, we had found uh, the cliff was about 2,000 feet high, and there was no protection on the, on the, on the ground. It's so high, you know. And, and then uh, we have high, the three stunt double, you know, two of the, uh, uh, the rock climber expert, you know, they, and he, they really look alike him. And even the body and the muscle, you know, the the the, the triangle, you know, face look pretty much like him. And we also have a, a, the stunt double, his usual stunt double, you know, and look pretty much like him. Actually, we can use. I, I was thinking to use a stunt double to to do the most of the shot, but he didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he he was strongly against it. He said, uh, uh, and he had asked me, John, uh, let me do it. You know, I uh, I can do it by myself. I said, no, no, those stand up very look much uh, like you. You know, so don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, it's for the high and jumping. There's a lot of jumping and you know and climbing and sliding. You know, all those shots. You know, it's pretty dangerous. You know, I'm. I'm I won't let you to do it. But he talked to me so calmly. And said, he's, you know, first of all, he tried to, you know, calm me down. And, and <laughs> because I was, uh, you know, I, I was so nervous. And then, uh, and then he said, uh, John, he will be safe. Uh, please let me do it. When he's backing to doing the shot, he got wet in his eyes. Like he teared up? Yeah, yeah, he got teared up. Means that he he's eager to do that because uh, you know he just like a child wanted candy, <laughs> you know. Uh, 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 he just uh, really wanted uh, to do it himself. I said, oh, well, then I said, and he tried many ways to help me uh, have no worry. Yeah, you know, so I calm down, and then uh, I said, no, it's the 
And by the meantime, and he also said, the studio won't know about it. <laughs> and, and he won't let the studio or even the, uh, his agents know about it. Wow. So, wow, I said, okay. Uh, I, and then uh, my, uh, my son coordinator, you know, beside me, he said, John, uh, we have prepared a lot of a safety, a lot of a safety work, you know, it, it's going to be fine, you know. So, oh, how, how safe is it? Uh, what, what kind of safety? And they only gave him the one safety uh, wire. <laughs> one wire. One wire. Very thin and low <laughs> on the wire. So it means that it could broke at any time. So, but he didn't care. He's, he's just the one very simple uh, safety wire. And they did all the climbing and all the jump. And I couldn't watch it yeah, because it's too high for me and it's too dangerous for me. So I was, uh, you know, and by the meantime, his mother was with him. So while he, while he was doing all those shots, and I need to comfort her, his, his mother. I said, Mom, don't worry. He's fine. He said he's fine, but I'm worried. Yeah. But my heart is yeah, but my heartbeat is becoming very fast. I was so worried for every shot. Then I, uh, I uh, uh, from uh, up to that scene, you know, I... I had really great admire of Tom. And, you know, for, I didn't know why, how, how come you got so much, so much great uh, courage, you know, and, and guts to do all those things, you know. Did you have the same feeling about the knife in the eye moment? You know, when the knife oh, comes right oh, into his oh, eye? Oh, sure. <laughs> Another scary moment for me. You know, <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe you relive all yeah, this. When you do the knife, uh, you know, you know, uh, stabbing almost uh, stabbing to his eyes. Uh, of course, we were all suggesting to use a fake knife, right? But he didn't. <laughs> but he didn't like the idea, and he refused to use the fake knife. He wanted to use a real knife. Yeah. Oh, okay, real knife. How about we do the reverse shooting? You know, like. Uh, the the night putting oh, reverse. Uh, yeah, yeah, like started yeah. at the uh, eye and then pull back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put, it in, put it in reverse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Very, very, uh, like uh, putting a knife very close to his eye and then pull back. You know the knife. Uh, then and he refused. <laughs> and, no, John, don't worry. Just a straight stabbed my eyes uh, as cold as you can. I said, wow. I said. Uh, the uh, the stunt man, you know, the stunt double got nervous. Everybody got nervous because you know it's really half of the inch. You know, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get into his eyeball, but he didn't afraid. Wow, he have, he have no fear. Wow, and then he was just he just did it. So it was full like full motion, like because there's a wire attached to the back of the knife, right? So was it in full motion they came down? Yes. In full motion. It was and, uh, full and, uh, speed? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Full speed. No cheating. Did Delray Scott hold it or was it somebody else? No, no, somebody else. Okay. Uh, of course. Uh, they, uh, they, Delray didn't want to be responsible for impaling. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he, he wouldn't do it because it's the wish where uh, Scott uh, didn't want to get him hurt, you know. It's, it's, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so it's, it's pretty dangerous. It's, 
there are a lot of uh, lot of dangerous moment. You know, but I think every action, every new action in the movie was a and uh, a new experiment. Yeah, maybe we all trying to find a new kind of action style for the rest of the Mission Impossible movie, you know, uh-huh. how, how to establish, you know, what kind of new action. Yeah, f- because for the first one, there were no such a, uh, much of a, you know, Yeah, it's not a lot of action, action yeah. 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 So, but this is, uh, he tried, like, uh, okay, well, uh, I said, you know, uh, I would like to do a motorcycle chase, uh, chase scene. He said, oh, great, you know, and then, uh, and then we had spent two months to, uh, to look over all uh, all kind of uh, uh, documentary about the uh, motorcycle race, and then then choose uh, you know the good action uh, uh, and put it into the uh, uh, movie, you know, and then uh, and then uh, okay, uh, uh, and then he loved the uh, motorcycle, and he, and he didn't want to do uh, the fake, you know, so and he even uh, wanted to try with no helmet. I said, oh, <laughs> what if you fail, you know? And, uh, no, I won't fail, you know? And then it was true, you know, there was no hammer, it was, uh, and he's trying, you know, crazy speed, you know, very crazy, I mean, you know, and he, that, you know, uh, all all the crazy actions, they're all by himself. And uh, while we were seeing the ending, I mean, he he always like try to do something. Maybe in his mind, nothing is impossible. Yeah. He always like to try the best. Now try uh, and someone have never done before, or he had never done before. Like for the ending fight scene, you know, he uh, he had talked to me. He said, I, "I love Bruce Lee, and I wanted to do some kind of like a Bruce Lee's action." Okay, great. You know, and then so we have. Get somebody, uh, the the fish fight uh, expert, you know, to uh, and I have designed some uh, some beautiful, beautiful cake for him, and he did them all, you know, and he did it all, and he had, uh, and he never got miss, and he never got hurt, uh, uh, make anybody get hurt, you know. Yeah. And he had never got hurt by himself, and then uh, why uh, there's a moment where there are gun barrels in in the uh, in the lab, you know. In the meantime, he was so much concerned about the rating, and he really wanted uh, uh, the movie uh, got the uh, PC thirteen, you know, yeah. they got a rating. Uh, and I had been told, you know, from the, uh, from the studio, you know, maybe maybe not go to too violent. You know, so yeah. you, did you know going in it was going to be PG thirteen? Like when you started filming? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, they they let it be PG thirteen, you know. And then why uh, uh, in the in the shooting scene you know, I uh, I asked I saying how about you try using two guns you know? when you sliding in shooting with two guns it's gonna be look beautiful you know at the beginning he was a little doubt about it you know ah uh, maybe uh, not fire too much you know I said uh, maybe just one gun you know? or maybe uh, just one bullet you know. So. And then I, I, I think I guarantee you, you, you gonna be look great, you know. And the crew uh, uh, around us, they say, if you don't do it, why you, 
uh, come to a John Woo movie. <laughs> okay, okay. And then, and then he did it, you know, and then he holding two guns and sighing. <laughs> After one take, John, give me more, give me more. <laughs> <laughs> so he did it every day, the whole sequence with the two guns, and he was so enjoying it. Because it really made him know. Great, you know, and uh, on, and beautiful and elegant, you know, uh, with the two kinds. So he tried everything uh, in the movie, even, you know, uh, and crying up to the helicopter and, you know, that kind of thing. You know, so I, um, you know, uh, and I wonder why he especially like height. You know, he likes to jump for the, yeah. the highest uh, will make him more... Uh, <laughs> uh, more exciting, you know, more more, more higher, uh, more higher to uh, for jumping down, you know. To, you know. Anyway, I think uh, the biggest reason is that he he likes to challenge himself. Yeah. And and but in the meantime, he really likes to um, keep the audience feel exciting and happy. back with more from the one and only John Woo after the break. Charles, do you want to tell them about your North by Northwest theory? <laughs> well, so, the, you know, there's, the movie seems it's very, uh, it feels inspired by Notorious in some ways with the, the story, the general story of the movie. But there's also an element that feels kind of like, like you mentioned North by Northwest before. But there's the North by Northwest, yeah, the, uh, the character of Martin Landau and uh, James Mason. The two of them have kind of this almost, almost romantic relationship. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in this movie, you've got Delray Scott yeah. with Richard Roxborough. And the two of them kind of have a similar North by Northwest dynamic that feels almost a little bit romantic. I don't know if you felt how you felt about that while you were making it, if that was intentional or unintentional or if you had any thoughts on that. No, I, I, I think the idea was came from the writers. You know, I, I, uh, at the beginning, I didn't notice about it, and then, uh, eh, but while we were shooting that part on the on the set, then oh, I, then I, uh, then I realized uh, that uh, maybe I had a similar situation, like a similar like a north and northwest, you know, that uh, uh, Martin Lando and. Um, James Mason, you know, the kind of awkward, you know, <laughs> relationship. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, it was fine uh, because it was a, a character. It was a character thing, you know. Yeah. But I, I, I think uh, it was fine and it, uh, it didn't hurt the movie, you know. No, it, ad- it adds to the movie, too, especially because yeah. it seems like Roxborough is always trying, even if they haven't had that relationship, he's almost trying to make that happen. Yeah, yeah. He, feel, he feels, yeah. you feel his jealousy. Yeah. You're so great at bringing out the, like, you know, visualizing emotion and in, in characters and everything, yeah. you know, it all feels very operatic. I mean, how, how do you, when you do, I guess, you know, your, the way you shoot action, it's so, like you were saying before, it's so beautiful and it is that kind of operatic, you know, gun violence. Where, where does that come from? What, what made you want to shoot action like that? 
maybe when I was young, you know, I have seen so many musicals. You know, I uh, I got so much influence uh, from the musical. You know, I uh, when I'm making the action sequence, I feel like I'm making a dancing scene. I have so much concern about the uh, the beauty of the body movement and the uh, the excitement of the. Uh, the action and by the meantime the uh uh the camera movement uh the camera movement pretty much like a musical you know i uh i like to capture you know every piece of the the good action you know and even sometimes i put it emotional as well you know i and uh, so uh, besides uh, musical you know uh, you know i have never learned kung fu uh, i have never fire a real gun, you know, in my life, you know, I just, you know, I just love dancing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love dancing. You know, uh, when I was young, you know, I, uh, you know, uh, I was dancing in a church, you know, like uh, the folk dance, uh, uh, kind of a folk dance or a waltz and tango, you know, that kind of thing. I love dancing. I love, uh, I love move and I, and I feel myself, you know, yeah, a pretty good dancer. <laughs> and by the meantime, I, I, you know, uh, I love you know to watch all the all kind of gangster movie, you know, in the old time. Uh, so for gathering all those ideas, you know, and then I, when I choreo, uh, uh, I even can uh, uh, choreography all the action by myself. Okay. You know, even though I have never learned uh, uh, any fighting, you know, skill, and then. You know, the, the, the reason I wanted to, you know, uh, control you know, all, all the uh, action uh, sequence and, and uh, even the camera work, and, you know, and, uh, and uh, editing, you know, because I want my movie complete. Uh, I'm making a one movie. You know, in the old time, you know, uh, in Hong Kong, the, uh, most of the directors, they didn't know how to shoot the fight scene. Yeah, they only, uh, you know, uh, shoot the, uh, uh, the dialogues uh, and the drama part. And then whenever it came to the action, they leave it for, uh, to the stunt coordinator. Let them to direct and set up the camera and, uh, you know, and choreography all, all the action. So it, then uh, it will make those movies usually look like two movies because it had usually... Uh, have an incomplete style, you know, and you will feel very uncomfortable, you know. And I didn't want it to happen. Yeah, I want uh, all the moment, uh, no matter the, the, the emotional moment or, or the uh, or the fighting or, or the violent part, it, it all in one tone, it all in one movie. So uh, uh, I would like to very uh, uh, control everything, and. Uh, you know, while, while, while I was in Hong Kong, you know, I, uh, uh, you know, at, at that time, I, I, I was a lot more younger, you know, so, <laughs> so I can, uh, you know, uh, I used to the choreography, uh, the action, the whole action sequence with my stunt coordinator. You know, I, uh, I feel, you know, I put myself like a, like a hero, like a character, you know, and I did everything. Okay, when I, uh, Shooting, uh, you know, a couple shots, and then I would dive over there, and then you put two guys over there, and then uh, before I land, I, I, I'm going to shoot the guy. So, so I jump up on the table and, and do a dive, you know, 
and he put it. And then I would land on the ground, rowing, and turn back. Uh, there's another guy at the corner. So uh, while I, in the motion of turning back, I, I see the guy and I shoot him. So I went through the whole scene. Yeah. And then I show it to the actor. If he feel good, then we were okay. You know? Yeah. So, so uh, I I used to do that, you know, and you know everybody watching and know what to do, and then I set up all the camera. And we're back. What 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 is there to say? I mean, when we when when we left the interview, we t- we called him a legend. He adamantly refused to engage with us when we were ta- telling him he was a legend. <laughs> but he is, and he is just such a special guy, and so thoughtful. And and he was nice enough to sign a couple of Mission Impossible Two posters for us, which I told I told him twenty one years ago when I was in college. I chased him down outside the Egyptian theater. At a screening of, uh, I think it was Hard Boiled, and I had a, a awesome poster of the killer that he signed, and he wrote, you know, uh, Charles best wishes and signed his name. I, I showed I showed him a picture of what he wrote because he, I asked him what it was that he wrote in Chinese, which he did he did again this time. He writes his name in Chinese in addition to his name in English, and uh, yeah, it was just uh, amazing to uh, see. My, I have that, and I have that poster framed in my office right now behind me. So yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah. Now I've got another one to add. Another one. So great. And just to hear him talk about Mission Impossible 2 and, yes. and that whole process was just really illuminating. And he's just the best. We got to talk about Tom Cruise's hair. Yes, there's a reason for the hair. I mean, that is just I mean, great. Yeah. What what more can you ask for? We asked him about the hair, everybody. You got what you wanted, I hope. And then, uh, you know, <laughs> having him talk about the knife in the eye scene that, of course, we're obsessed with. And the mountain climbing scene, which is so cool to hear about the the filming of that, and uh, yeah, I mean, the, and just him talking about how this movie really was the beginning of Tom Cruise doing his own stunts. This is the start. It's a very important movie in Tom Cruise's career that way. And um, yeah, and I love that Tom told him he loves Bruce Lee, and that he wanted to do some Bruce Lee fighting in the finale, and then they did that. I mean, I think he he delivers you know, as as the Ben Stiller. Comedy short, where they calls it "Kicking Impossible." It becomes "Kicking Impossible" in that finale. He gets yeah, his Bruce Lee scene. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. It, it's just a testament too that he was able to synthesize all of these elements and all these influences. And it should be said that we were sitting in his office, surrounded by giant Melville posters for Le Circle Rouge. Yeah, and uh, I think Le Samurai was on the wall as well. And so to synthesize all these influences into such a really unique uh, experience is just that is pure woo, baby. Yeah, right there. Um, and we've got more. That's the best part. We, yeah. We've got a part two. You got to come back. Got to come back. He talks more about Mission Impossible too. You asked him some amazing questions when the when the interview went longer than we expected, and then we just you and I just started throwing in just like geeky questions of what we really wanted to ask, and then he just gave us the best answers. It's so good. So you yes. got to come yeah. back for part two. He tells some amazing stories about Mission Impossible two and Face Off, uh, and uh, and Hard Boiled as well. So very 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 excited. You got to come back. And uh, anything else the uh, the people out there can do for us, Drew? 
Oh, absolutely. I, well, I would just want to remind people that that episode will be out on Tuesday and that you can expect new episodes of Light the Fuse, the Mission Impossible podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please be sure to like, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're listening. It really helps us out. And you can follow us on social media at Light the Fuse Pod. We'll let you find us on whatever your preferred platform is. And I think that's it, Charles. I think people just got to come back for that part, too, because it's a doozy. Yeah. Come on back. Light the Fuse, the official Mission Impossible podcast, is produced by Charles Hood. That's me and Drew Taylor. Our supervising producer is Abby Smith. This episode was edited by Luke Burson with music by Kevin Blumenfeld. Original Mission Impossible themes by Lalo Schifrin. This podcast is a production of Paramount Pictures. All rights are reserved. This message will self-destruct in five seconds. I'm Joe Dante. Legendary director Joe Dante. And I'm Josh Olson. Oscar-nominated screenwriter Josh Olson. And nobody loves movies as much as we do. Nobody's sane. And we have a podcast. Each episode, we track down other filmmakers, comedians, rock stars, authors, and artists, and talk to them about movies. But not about their movies. Everybody does that. We talk to them about the movies they love and the movies that have, well... Made them who they are. Which is why we call our show The Movies That Made Me. From legendary giants to this year's Oscar winners. We know them all and we've seen them all. So check out The Movies That Made Me, the movie lovers podcast. Available everywhere you find good podcasts. Actually, it's it's available wherever you find podcasts, even the bad ones. But ours is really good. That's the idea.